0: it is, what's up, and welcome everybody. I am your bad friend, Rafe Houston, one half of the IWGP International Wrestling Grand Prix Okada Shorts. Thanks for tuning in to this early Sunday morning edition, another Okada Shorts short, short, bite-sized episode Every single night of the G1 Climax, that's right. It is G-Wondering 2023. Hashtag G-Wondering. Use that shit. Uh, um, keep it together. I had a pretty big night last night. Behaved myself, but it was a late one. Uh, we, But it was uh, back-to-back with a couple of things. So on Friday night, uh, dude wears my ring. The no-ring wrestling show that I work with and do commentary for had a huge night at Seasonal Brewing, a sold-out night at Seasonal Brewing, Uh, so that was heaps and heaps of fun. Ended up being out quite late, pulled our shit together, and then went out last night to see Pierce the Veil, Beartooth, and Dayseeker in Fremantle, which is pretty far from me. Normally, I wouldn't go that far, but hey, I wanted to catch those bands. And, man, had a wicked time. I was more there for Beartooth. Uh, I wasn't really familiar with Pierce the Veil. Uh, And when we were looking at their history afterwards, they came out in 2006, and I was a real tough metal boy at that point. So it doesn't surprise me I wasn't into them. But, dude, they really won me over in that show. There was such a great vibe. Like, it it was a really good night. So so glad I went. Uh, Apologies for if my voice is sounding a bit cooked, but we're going to keep on rolling and let you know what is happening in the G1. So we are up to, if I remember correctly, this is night five. Is it night five, Ray? Who fucking knows? Because we've done a million of these. What was it? Yeah, it was night five. Curtis did night four previously. So night five. Uh, how am I feeling about the tournament so far? I, I'm pretty positive about it. I, I think, like I said, I don't, I don't think there's been any like breaking super G1 classics yet, but we're only in the early stages. I think we'll definitely see those in like the finals and things like that, but there'll definitely be some standouts. That's for sure. Um, big shout out to the match with Hanare and Shingo. If those two like, there's few people on that roster that work as well together as those two. And to see my boy Hanare get the win there, I was really pumped to see that. So, yeah, that was really awesome. Um, but the, f- the, the floor of this tournament, high floors, high ceilings. That's what it is. It'd be awkward to get in and out of this tournament. If it was a house, you'd be climbing up a lot of stairs to get to the first floor. But man, you'd be having a good time once you got there. So let's break it down real quick. Um, it was kicking off with your boy Yoshihashi versus Tangaloa. Now, once again, This is another example of Yoshihashi starting out, coming to the ring, looking awkward as fuck, and then by the end, me being all about him. He just keeps winning me over every match. I don't know how he manages to, like, I don't know, do it every single time because there's a lot about him that is... Antithesizes everything I don't like about a wrestler, you know what I mean like you kind of want your wrestlers to be larger than life characters and and all these kind of things and personality and all that but in the ring in new Japan there's few people that can kind of like do that baby phase end sequence and make sure everybody's with him by the end quite like him and to be honest, I think he gave. Tungaloa like his best match ever that I have ever seen that I can ever think of enjoying uh and that includes all his tag work and things like that definitely singles um but I thought he he brought a real good match out of Tungaloa here Tungaloa popped off the shirt that probably didn't help man made exposed for everybody um but I had a really good time with this so I was happy to see Yoshihashi get the win here and he's uh making a quiet little run here which is um which is pretty great for him, I think. Um, After that, I was barked at by a small dog who has a treat full of carrots and should just be throwing that around and keeping to herself, Uh, but she does not seem to be doing that. Anyway, we will keep on running. Uh, Next up was Renderita versus Gabe Kidd. Um, I think the the story here of the LA Dojo Explodes... um, would play out best between these two, um, and it definitely did. You know, um, Narita obviously expected the run-in from Gabe Kidd, but then once they they got it up and going, it was a really hard-fought contest, and I thought it made sense that Kidd would be the one to get the win here, um, especially with all the shouting out he's been doing of Shibata on social media for so long, and it was no different after he won this match as well. I, I don't think the um the war dogs are necessarily going to get heaps of wins in these blocks but i love that he was a thorn in the side of narita where he may not be as much for say an umino or a suji because he trade with narita he knows him best and i really like how this is all playing out between the musketeers and the other young wrestlers and who can get wins over who and who draws with who and, and things like that. The math in this block has been really, really interesting. Okay. uh, oh, All right. You want to have a look at this? Sabotage already by the dog. Should be grateful for the carrots but is not. Um. So, yeah, Gabe picks up the win and talks a bunch of shit to Shibata afterwards. Um. Next up was El Phantasmo versus Great O'Kahn. Um, Again, another one where I started to th- feel as this started that it was probably going to go the way of ocon because I think ELP's story here is a bit of a losing streak and it's can he pull it together by the end or or is he on such a, a downturn in his career that he needs to find something else, you know, in the aftermath of the G1. But... Um, a fun match, special mention to the fact that uh, everybody knows that Okard's a bit of a freak and ELP pulls out the nipple twisters on him and he just like absolutely loves it and that he's like biting ELP on his nipples and stuff. Just lends into his character and it was a lot of fun. But as far as he may not be picking up wins, but... ELP's is a shining star in this contest, and it was nice to see Okan come back and show a bunch of personality. Where his last match was against Kentra, and it was void of anything good to do with wrestling. Um, this was a lot of fun. Uh, next up after that was Hikaleo versus Chase Owens. Um, again, this was a this was a fun match, and I really enjoyed Hikaleo in this match. I, I started to feel like. Chase was a great foil for him. I started to see emotion on his face. Chase using every trick in the book to uh, overcome somebody he knew that would be really dangerous to him. And, yeah, and Chase getting out the win. Um, I think at the start of this, well, I know at the start of this, everybody sort of rolled their eyes at Chase Owens being in this block like he didn't fit. But I feel like he can do his best work in this block because – he can realistically get wins as like a crafty veteran, but at the same time he can also help these guys look their best. Uh, and that's exactly what he's doing. I feel like with when you think about Hikaleo matches, I think the Jay White match was his best. And then this was probably second best. Um the Sonata match was okay. Uh the Gabe Kid one was pretty fun, but you know, there was a part where he dropped Gabe on his neck, so I don't know about that. But, yeah, he seems to really be doing his best work when he's got somebody to sort of lead him through it with a steady hand, and that's exactly what this was. Um, I wonder – I like the creativity from Chase here, you know, with the knee brace, tried and tested, old school kind of uh, wrestling cheat. I wonder if we'll – See that again, or that was a one off for that. He was doing like jumping jacks and shit afterwards. So I feel like that is blown, but I wonder if he's got any more tricks up his sleeves for some of the other rookies. Next up, speaking of people that had their best matches that I've seen in quite some time, it was Will Ospreay versus Kenta. And man, Will can make anybody look good. And this is one of Kenta's best matches, probably since the Wrestle Kingdom against Tanahashi when he got really injured, you know, when he the ladder spot and all that, and he was out for quite a while. This is the best he looked. Will can take your strengths and hide your weaknesses and can bump everywhere like crazy, and the story being told between them was great. The competitiveness between the two champions. Really enjoyed it. There was one part where, like, I'm trying to remember exactly how it went, but it was almost like a spinning DDT where Kenta was above Will and Will, like, spins him around and then drops him on the other side of the ropes, like, onto the apron, and it was just so smooth. Like, I couldn't believe Kendra landed it and pulled it off. Like, it looked really great. Um, But, yeah, Will wins. He was talking mad shit afterwards. I don't know if that's, like, setting up a Defy match or what whatever, but it was a real good look for Will and an even better look for Kenta. I feel like he needed that. Some of the strike exchanges and stuff were so stiff. I'm sure all those people that care about, you know, old school Noah Kenta would have been literally loving that sort of stuff. So I'm not one of them. I don't really care. Um, I've been told I need to go back and watch it, and I've honestly meant to, but how could I when I'm constantly uh, doing podcast for every night of the G1 so (laughs) where would that time ever live in my life um as I slowly lose my mind um next up was Shota Umino versus Kaido Kiyomiya now I was I have Shota in my little team of wrestlers and I was really hoping that of the you know the musketeers that Umino would be the one to pull out the win over Kiyomiya I thought of the three of them it made sense that it would be him But I kind of, I love that these guys were so tied up. And when you think about it, you look at Kaito and you see another young guy and you're like, oh, he's, you know, on the level of the Musketeers or the other young guys. But he's not, though, is he? Like, he has a lot more experience. He's been a NOAA world champion. He's got that ring test experience. So it kind of doesn't really make sense for him to, you know, be... Losing to these guys and stuff all the time, and I'm sure I no wouldn't love that either. But also, these are the future of New Japan, so it wouldn't surprise me if we see like the draw to Suji, uh, sorry the the win over Suji, the draw to Shota, and then maybe a loss to Narita in like a bit of an upset. You know, like he's got his number; he's the high, harder hitting of the the three, the the more shooter type guy, and whereas Kaito's more like the flashy pro wrestler guy. So it would be, I'm going to have that one circled as I'll be really interested to see what happens with them. Um, but it was a great match. I loved the fighting spirit from both guys. Um, the figure four leg lock with Kanemaru nodding along on commentary approvingly. Um, you really felt like he was going to go, even with like 30 seconds to go and stuff, you thought, oh, this is probably a wrap because the, the selling and stuff was so fun. Um, really enjoyed this match. I thought it was awesome. Um, Okada versus Tai Chi was up next. These two always killer. Tai Chi's become so good. It's if you go went back in time and you told me that started watching wrestling, uh, the the wrestling of New Japan. As the words I'm trying to say, that Tai Chi would go on to become who he is and be a part of a faction like he is and hold a title like he is and be head to head to Okada. I don't know if I would have believed you as far as him being able to deliver it but I will tell you that if you go back to the very very first episode that I ever did of any podcast faces and feels episode 1 it's called uh what is it called how to get into new japan something like that it's a jesus we we're going back years now people okay Let's – you know what? Let's take a trip down memory lane real quick and see what the title of that episode was. Uh, wow. Well, there's a lot of episodes in my – Where to start with New Japan? You think I'd know it, but this was in 2020. September 2020. So we're talking nearly three years ago. I can't remember matches from fucking two days ago, so that's not all the way surprising. Um, and, mate, there's – Jesus, 158 episodes in that feed, so get off my dick about it. Anyway, where to start with New Japan? One of the things that I said, it was just me vamping about New Japan because I really, really liked it and had barely anybody to speak to it about. And I talked about, like, the long-term storytelling of New Japan. And I referenced this particular moment, and it was one of my favorite moments. It's Suzuki-gun have returned to New Japan, and they attack Okada, and it leads to a title match between... Okada and Suzuki. Now, Suzuki could have made their entrance. They're all around the ring. Suzuki's in the ring. Okada comes out. It's Rainmaker Okada. It's the gold. It's the purple. It's the red. It's the big flashy entrance. It's the money. All that. As he walks to the bottom of the ramp, Tai Chi stands in his way and it's smirking, you know, henchman Tai Chi, greasy Tai Chi, just like, you know, grinning at him kind of thing. And Okada just stops opposite him. He looks him up and down and then just walks around him like he's nothing. And Tai Chi gets this look over the, his face like, this motherfucker. And then you see them now in these huge matches against each other and where he's come to, like it, it's like the the antithesis of who Tai Chi has become was almost born in that moment because that's when he went from being like just a scummy little fuck to being like, I can't be treated this way and I'll show this motherfucker, you know, and I love that. Um, He's become such a warrior and yeah, Okada manages to get the win and dude, he's been so dominant in this tournament, which is not surprising, but as he starts to stack up the wins at the start, you start to feel like they talk about that three-peat a lot, is Okada going to do it? Now, if Okada does get the win, do we see the Never Trio's championships just go back on ice? Like... It's happened before. Like, oh, he, hey, guys, we, we're going to put him in that world title picture, but he's, uh, he's still got that never title. They're like, just put it in the cupboard. Let's not talk about it for a year. And then it just pops up at some point. So I wonder if we see those titles go on ice or whether this is just, you know, really showing how dangerous Okada is, gets out of the block, and realistically, then maybe gets knocked out by a Kiyomiya or something like that. And then that heads him on the path to the rivalry or big match with Kiyomiya, and, but not in the finals of this tournament. Either way, I'm very, very interested to see where that goes. And then last was Sonata versus Yoda Tsuji, Um winning with Deadfall. Again, a really great match from these two. Um, they... Work really well together, and it just felt like a continuation of their match. To be honest, I thought Suji was going to get the win here. I thought he was going to set himself up a rematch and kind of balance them out, but it wasn't to be. Um, Suji stung a little bit slower than I thought from him in this contest. I thought he'd be a lot more dominant, but I mean, I guess we didn't really have much to go by. We had, you know, his huge match against Sonata, which was really, really um, well fought, and then it's been, you know, tags and stuff. So, you in a G one, people can take losses and do things, and it doesn't really harm their overall record. So, I, I was really confident he'd get out of this block, though. So he might go on a run at the end, but I'm not sure that's going to happen now. Anyway, I'm shaken in my faith in Suji to to get out of this one into the finals. Now, uh, I think um, I think we're going to see. My, I think really dominant from Sonata here. Maybe one like one loss, something like that, like to set up a, a future title challenger and that might be it for him. Um, final thoughts for the night though, um, it was a real – if I was going to give it a rating out of pants or shorts, I would give it a shorts. So this was a really fun night and really enjoyable. Uh, I would encourage you to check this one out. No real duds tonight. I, th- I think everything was really good. Okay, let's run down the pick'ems real quick for everybody um, – Current standings are Travis on seven, Curtis and myself tied up on 10, and then Amy squeaking us out on 11. So there you go, my lovely wife in the lead. Curtis and I draw it, and Travis bring it up the rear. But there are some good matches to be found in the coming weeks. Let's just have a quick look over here at the schedule. Uh, it'll be happening tonight uh in nagano and your good friend curtis spears will be running it down it's going to be zsj versus alex Coglin, the dead-eye dreadnought alex Coglin. tama tonga versus mad mikey nichols hiroki goto versus hysterical shane haste aaron hanare versus eddie kingston toro yano versus tetsuya naito tomohiro ishii versus shingo takagi fuck yeah Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Jeff Cobb, and David Finlay versus Evil. Um, there's some great matches here. I mean, Saber versus Coglin will be really fun. I'd have that circled. Hanare versus Kingston, uh, really interested in that one. Shingo and Ishii, always a banger. Um, and the fallout between Finlay and Evil here should be very interesting. What does the House of Torture mean? to David Finlay's vision for Bullet Club. Will they address it or will we never even talk about it? Who knows, but we are going to find out. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. That is it from me. I am going to take another drink of this coffee. I just need another sip to even get through these final seconds. Then I'm going to rest up and get ready for the next run of matches, which I think will happen Tuesday that I'll be covering it. That will be another hectic one recorded at a lunch break live from my van on a fucking Wednesday or something. Um, so check out at Throw and Dice Pod. Check out all Curtis's second show business with Throwing Dice, War Wargaming, and... Uh, know board game podcasts check out at faces feels cast my interview series um i have some very interesting stuff coming up in the future and fans of japanese wrestling will be very interested in something i've got coming up in the works recorded it uh, yesterday morning and i am very excited to get that out into the world um if you want to check out our sister podcast, Hot Friends, as Curtis says. Check out Count Countout Network. Uh, That's where you can find all of the other shows on the Countout Network, Your Dose of Death, Ringpost Radio, uh, all of those. And also subscribe to the Patreon. You can check out our secondary show, not secondary, our bonus show. Secondary sounds less than. It's not less than. It's just bonus, exactly, all caps. Of Kurtz uh, of and I just catching up, bit of bro time before we record Okada Shorts and updating you on our lives and adventures. Um, if you want to find all these links in one place, just hit Linktree, that's l i n k t r dot double e slash Okada Shorts, and everything is laid out clean as a whistle for you there to click away to your heart's content, even every single episode. So that's going to be it from me. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Okada Shorts. Make sure you're following us at Okada Shorts and make sure you comment and use the hashtag GWandering to let us know you're out there listening and we're not driving ourselves to the limits of sanity and exhaustion for no reason. Okay? So until then, keep it right, keep it tight, and most importantly, keep it what? Short. Short. Let's Have you guys heard of the new show on the Out Network, the Ichiban Sweetcast? It's the brand new New Japan Pro Wrestling Podcast starring the international wrestling grand Prix. That's me, your good friend Curtis Spears. And me, your bad friend Rafe Hewson. And we're here to talk about Everything, New Japan Pro Wrestling, reacting to everything, getting worked up, getting very happy, sometimes crying. Kind of like like something else we used to do, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was the old uh, Okada Shorts podcast, right? Ah, that's right. And if you love that show, you're going to love this show because it's exactly the same show. Yeah, we just had to change the name. Yeah, we We did. But you can check it everywhere on a social media handle that we haven't made yet. Yeah, we're really new to this. So <laughs> what you can do is search on your favorite podcast catcher of choice. Look for the Itchy Sweetcast. Sweetcast, Itchy This has been a Count Out Podcast. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom